Well, this is, this is a great time. I get to see people from Cincinnati all the way up here to, to uh, go to old big, the big town of Canfield. And then we're going to um, commission, I guess, another soul to go to a very dark place, Seattle. Um, and some of you in this place today, listen to me, some of you in this place today will be called. You'll be called to a mission field. Mission field could be, in fact, in your neighborhood. It could be your neighbor next door. It could be in a different city. It could be to a different state and sometimes even to a different country. You never say no to God when he's starting to prepare you. There's some people in here I can even name by name, but I won't do that. But I know God's spoken to you, and you need to be obedient to what he's saying. And don't, don't ever think that one day, one day when I get smart enough, or one day when I get brave enough, that will never happen. You can't evaluate it that way. God gives you a measure of faith. And that faith is enough. And he says, a faith of a mustard seed can do what? Faith of a mustard seed can do what? So let's make sure that our faith follows that. And so I, I'm wanting to do today, I'm going to um, talk about some things. I pray in our, in our venture together here that we're going to become people of God's word. Who here wants to know more of God's word? Let me see those hands of those who say, I am open, oh, I am open and Lord, would you search me and create in me a clean heart? If we say that, you know what God does? He supplies that. He doesn't just go down and say, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Look, you're shining, and I'm just going to do all that removing. What happens? We place the word of God into our heart. The word of God is the cleanser. It is because what? Jesus is the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus in the word, you can't separate it. You can't say, I love Jesus, but I don't read the word of God. It doesn't work that way. You read the word, you read Jesus. You love Jesus, you love his word. It works together. And in that cleansing, Jesus comes in. By the blood of Jesus Christ, we're cleansed. Thank you for his word. I thank you, Lord, it hasn't changed for thousands of years. I thank you, Lord, even when they discover it in caves, and they pull it out, they read it, and say, wow, that doesn't even change from what we know to be true today in our word. Isn't that great? He's preserved it over the thousands of years, the same mighty word. So I, I just love the fact that we have a, an opportunity to work together and learn more about that. We've been looking about foundation, right? A foundation. I don't know about you. I want to stand on foundation that is solid. I'm not looking for sand. I'm not, if I'm going to build something, Brad was giving some illustrations as he was working on his basement. You know, it's a foundational issue. You've got to make sure foundation is good. You don't build anything upon foundation is not good. If you go to a house, young people, you look for a home, you make sure that foundation is good. You don't go any further. You go downstairs in that basement. You look around. You make sure that foundation has no cracks. Upon You can't build a good house upon bad foundation, can you? So we're going to build our house. I'm going to build my house upon a foundation I know is immovable, one that I can stand on and not ever worry about when a storm comes my way, when the waves hit my house, it will stand. I'm going to build it on a rock. How about you? So we're going to learn about what foundation. Last week we talked about freedom. We talked about what it means to be free. If the Son of God sets you free, you are what? Free in. If, if the Son of God, being Jesus Christ, sets you free, you are free. You see, that's an absolute freedom. We can't, be, we can't in our minds be caught up in this thing about what if I do enough? If I just do enough. Ron came here today, gave me a good illustration. He's a history teacher. You know, he teaches history. He teaches about slavery. And often we think about slavery, you go right to the, 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 just the terrible thing we did with blacks and others that we did in slavery, right? When it comes to the mindset of those, 
You can actually be enslaved but be free. And you can actually be free, as we call it in the United States, and in this great world, we can be free and yet be a slave. So I don't know about you. Who sets us free? And we're free indeed. Who does that? Jesus Christ and him only. If you want freedom today, you call upon only one name, one name. And that's Jesus Christ. He sets us free, right? He sets us free. So, and then we take it today. I like to go into a, a topic of faith. Boy, this is a big word, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know. There's certain words like grace. There's certain words like faith. Certain words we use in the church all the time. But I'll tell you what, I pray today we will have a better understanding of what faith is. And I pray his word will release that to us. So let's go on in it today. In uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1, isn't that the scripture we go to? What is faith? Everybody goes to the same spot in the word. It's, it's a good place because you read the whole chapter of, of Hebrews 11. Read the whole thing. It talks about those men and women of great faith. And it's just, it just stirs you up. You can even sense when you're reading it that the power of his word is already stirring up faith in you. And that's good, isn't it? Oh, you can just feel it. Faith is what? Now, I did a couple different translations, so I might pull up your favorite one today. But I pray at the end of this, we'll have a better grasp of what it really means. Faith is the substance, what? Of things and what? The evidence of things not seen. Now, you can say that, you can say it in the King James Version, but you don't know what it means. It's not going to transfer from this and understanding to this. So I pray today that, that that verse that we lean on for faith becomes something that resonates so powerfully in you today that we will go forward. Now, that's one translation. Let's just look at another one real quick here. This is the New American Standard. It says, now hate, hate, do I say hate? Now faith. <laughs> Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the assurance of things hoped for, and the conviction of things not seen. So there's something that we're not able to see, right? And there's a conviction or, or this assurance that goes in in our heart to know it exists. Something I can't see, but something I know exists. So far? Let's go on to another translation. This is an NLT. Who, who uses the NLT? New Living Translation. Faith is the confidence of what we hope for will actually happen. It gives what? Us assurance about things we cannot see. So we have this confidence of what we hope for will actually, that's a reality. If you can't see it, we make it a reality, don't we? We lean on our own understanding. We just, we make it a reality. I'm seeing it. I'm touching it. I, uh, this, this is reality, right? This is, this is what we'd explain reality is. It's what I see and touch. Right? I can walk over to Jason right now. I can shake his hands. That's reality. I feel his hand. My hands are kind of cold, aren't they? A little bit. Okay. But I, that's reality to me. So I, I can create something based on something I see. So how can I have a confidence in something I cannot see? How can I have a hope in something I cannot see? So I hope, now let's go, let's go, I hope. See, I just, what is that, a pun? Anyway, 11.3, let's go to another one here. This is the Aramaic Bible. I, I want to kind of concentrate here today. Maybe this will be helpful. Now, faith is the conviction. They use another word from the other one, but a different spot. Conviction concerning those things that are in hope, as if they were things in what? Action. Now, faith is the conviction concerning those things that are in hope as if they were things, these things, in action. 
and the revelation of those things that are not seen. That means there's going to be revealing to you. There's going to be a reality set to you that you know they are in motion. They are in action. And you don't have to see because they're already set in motion. And it's reality to you. Is that the way you think about faith? Or is faith something, well, I have faith in Jesus Christ. I have faith. Well, if I see nothing in my action or your action that says that you have faith in Jesus, then has your faith really been tested? Is it real, true faith? We know faith of a mustard seed does what? So is it a large measure of faith? So he compares to it. Anybody see a mustard seed? It is tiny. It's like a little tiny thing, but it brings forth a great tree, right? So this little mustard seed, can I see the potential in that mustard seed? Can it, can it do something to me? Can this mustard seed of faith I have actually move a mountain? So how do I take that kind of faith that is what grounded in a hope? Now, faith is a conviction concerning the things that are what? In hope. See, we had a discussion in our youth group just Wednesday. And I think it was discussion amongst the adults. Our, <laughs> we sit in this, we, it was awesome, we sit in this circle here, and we sit down, and someone brings up a scripture, and it's about faith, and faith, okay, well, let's, what's faith? Well, we know what faith is, let's go, to, let's go to Hebrews 11, that's the greatest place, and it even sounds good when you say it, doesn't it? So we said, well, let's bring this up, so we bring up the faith scripture, we're like, yeah, that sounds good, but what does it mean? What, what is this actually saying? And if this is something we're standing on, I have faith in Jesus Christ. I better know what faith in Jesus Christ looks like. All right, so we got a big discussion. So the adults are like going back and forth, and we're having some fun. Right, Rachel? Going back and forth. And now you can see our, our, our teenagers going like further and further away. They're like, you know. But once you start on a subject, your hunger is to know truth. No matter what level you're at, I don't care if you've been reading the Bible 50 years or you just started reading it today. There's something in you that wants to know what truth is. I don't want to be lied to anymore. How about you? Either there's truth or there's lie. There's nothing in between. So the devil always, what, lie to do something here. And yet we know the truth of God is trying to bring truth in your life, something you can stand upon that you know is solid. And you know, no, I don't care what goes on. I know what is true. So I want to learn truth. So we're having a big debate. So I took that, and I kept praying about it. So, Lord, I want to I know. I want to know. I want to know. I want to be able to explain. By the end of the day, or the night, I should say, my daughter said something that I think was spoken beyond her. You, you, have you ever talked to people at times, and you bring up Jesus, and there's things that are spoken that just kind of, I mean, it goes right to the heart, and they don't even know. I mean, as a matter of fact, you can ask them, ask them a week later, and they have no idea they said it. But when it came, it came. When it hit the heart, it did something like a two-edged sword is supposed to do. And it gets down there and it stirs it up before you know it, like, wow. So I don't think she really understands what she said. But we're going to go into that today. Now, conviction. Let me get to that. <laughs> and I know you're going to hold me accountable to get to it. So let's go here. Conviction. We know one translation says confidence, another one says assurance, another one says a substance. It's, it's something that's tangible, something that's real. 
substance, reality. Confidence, a giving substance to, giving reality to, or a guarantee. And who likes a guarantee? Who likes a war? Who likes to buy something and get a warranty? Uh, you get a guarantee on that. That means in one year, if anything happens, you get the return. Now, a lot of those gets kind of flaky now, don't they? You call them up, say, hey, I got this problem. They're like, ah, we don't cover that. What are you talking about? What's a one-year guarantee tell you? You know, isn't this supposed to be helpful? I mean, I, don't buy, I like buying guarantees, a warranty. Isn't that nice? Until you find out it's not really covered. And I was like, wait a second. I'm a little disappointed. Right? I thought I was going to get more than that. But we're talking about a guarantee. We're talking about God guarantee. We're talking about a stamp. What's a stamp of God? Stamp of God's what? What seals his promises? What seals his promises? What is given to you as a gift of the Heavenly Father that seals the Holy Spirit? Isn't it great? Your guarantee is what his gift is you, the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? What is its duty? What is the Holy Spirit supposed to do? It's supposed to guide us into what? All truth. Isn't it wonderful that you never have to be lied to? That nothing, nobody's going to pull any wool over your eyes. That you're going to always know the truth. Why? Because something inside of you called Holy Spirit is always speaking truth. And it's leading you that way. Isn't it wonderful that he says he's going to take you down a path that's straight? Well, who's going to lead? By the gift I already got. That's good, that's good to me. I, I don't have to worry about this paperwork that says I'm going to guarantee this for a year or 30 days. I, I got something inside of me that says this, Jim. You have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. You've given your life to Christ. You have nothing to worry because that Holy Spirit is going to lead you into all truth. He's never going to lie to you. Even when the devil tries to raise his face up to you, he will always tell you to cast it down. Every high thing that come against my thoughts of Jesus Christ and his knowledge will be cast down in Jesus' name. I just love that. And that's in every person that gives their life to Christ. Every single one of you. The devil cannot rise up higher. None of you have ever been defeated. Not one of you are in the wilderness today. What I'm saying is this. He is with you all the time. And he's willing to speak to you in ways that you need to hear. If you're just starting near your Bible study and you're on a wad of milk, it's okay. He'll speak milk to you. He'll love you with his arms and tell you, it's okay. All the things you've done in your life, it's all right. You're with me now. You're going to walk in me. I'm going to hold you up. And sometimes I'm even going to lift you up, and you're going to know everything else doesn't matter. It's all to do with his hands. He's so good at that. You've got him. You've got a seal. You've got a guarantee. You've got the guarantee. That's good news. Especially if people think that you're not stumbling. You're not stumbling. Listen to me. Sin gets cut off. Those who ensnare you and tangle you, throw them off and run the race to win the prize. Nothing's got a hold of you. Nothing. You belong to Jesus. He's got you all. So when things do happen, you pick yourself up. Jesus, I'm sorry. I don't know how this happened. He says, the devil lied to you. I've given you a spirit. I revived you. I pulled you out of the miry clay. Speaking to you now. Hold on to, listen to him. What's he, sa- what's he saying to you right now? When you feel defeated, you're not. So what's he saying right now? Hold on to that. He's going to lead you to all truth, and you will survive. Let's go back to the scripture. Okay, now faith is a conviction. Guaranteed reality. It's a guaranteed reality. Jesus is a real deal, isn't he? Jesus is the real deal. He is reality. 
No matter what I see, you've got to confirm this in your heart today, what faith is. I don't care what I see. I don't care what it looks like. What reality is me is Jesus Christ and him only. I stand upon that foundation. You see, it's guaranteed and it's my reality. If someone says you're messed up, I'm in my reality. And that's a heavenly reality. I don't care what you're doing. I know where I'm going. Call me weird, I don't care. Call me Jesus freak, it doesn't bother me. I'm in my reality. I'm in heaven, and you can balk all you want. I know one thing. I'm in the right place. I'm with the right God. And he that's for him, who can be? So one day, you laugh now. Everyone's called to repentance. Every single one. One day, all knees will, and all will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I'm already there. I'm in reality. So I'm just celebrating. I look around and say, Jesus, there you are again. There you are again. What was I thinking? There you are again. Never leave me or forsake me. Let's take Revelation. That's what this translation says. It's an evidence. It's an assurance. It's a certainty. It is proof, persuasion. It's tested. Inner conviction focusing on God's confirmation or his confirming. It's reproof. I like reproof. You can talk about just correcting somebody, but it's reproving. Something needs to be reproved in your life today. That means God will test it, and it will show itself right. It is righteousness. You can't mess with it. It is right today, tomorrow, and forevermore. means it can be tested, and what's going to show? It's right. Test it again. It's right. How many people always make mistakes? You know, I said, well, Jesus, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I made a mistake. It doesn't line up to your word. I didn't, have, I didn't have that in. I didn't know, but now I know. It's right. You're right. Jesus is right. He's righteousness. <laughs> so anytime you want to go on your own, which we all try to do once in a while, and then he, by his love, by his patience, always is there. And he doesn't beat you up. Isn't it amazing? It's one of the best things. My dad used to switch when I wasn't doing right, <laughs> and it didn't feel good. Some of you had different things. One of the most, can I say stupid, honey? Is it okay to say stupid? I did a stupid thing, so it wasn't me stupid. It was a stupid thing. Okay. My, I might have even told you this. If I did, then it's just something that's always there. I, my brother, were so eager to make this thing out of wood. We're wood makers, right? We're going to be like Jesus. We're carpenters. So we're making this thing out of wood, we're sanding it, and all of a sudden we put a couple holes in it, and it just was just perfect. You know what it was? A, a paddle we're going to give to our parents. That's stupid. If anybody knows what stupid is, that is. Stupid is what stupid does. That wasn't nice because it was used the next time we did not obey. We, it was, you, you ever seen those things at school? Back in my day, we, they used a paddle. <laughs> Some of you may not be that old, but I was that old, and I got my first whipping. I only got one. That's all I needed. My Mrs. Valentine. I'm sure she's not alive today. She was old back then. <laughs> and I swear, I swear, I swear she smoked cigars. I swear. <laughs> she would get that close. One day... I knew she was one of the scary ones, so I, I kept my distance. I was a good kid. One day, my friend, bah, I thought he was my friend. His name is Gary Weber. How do I know these things? <laughs> good thing God covers all, right? He covers all. 
Right, Carl? It covers all. And so my friend come up to me and push me. Now, I don't know about guys don't like to be pushed. Do you, do you like to be pushed? No. Is there any guy in here that likes to be pushed? Just scanning. Just scanning. None standing. None standing. I got a lot of no's. Anybody like to be pushed? No. He pushed me. What does that do? What does that do inside of you? I wasn't thinking righteousness at this time in my life. So I thought, oh, really? <laughs> okay. So I chased him because I'm going to accomplish eye for an eye. Scriptural. <laughs> push for a push. So I'm chasing him. <laughs> Mrs. Valentine. Oh, this is not good. Out in the hall. What about him? <laughs> what about that one? Well, I go out in the hall because I got caught. He wasn't, I was chasing him. She didn't catch him, she caught me. But anyway, I'm out in the hall. You know when we got our weapons? It's called public flogging. <laughs> Just like the Bible days. She got real biblical on me. So she got me at the end of school. At the end of school when everybody got out in the hallway. Everybody's gathered in the hallway, ready to go home. Barton, over here, front and center. So I did. Front and center. Everybody's watching. People are laughing. Now, we had to touch our ankles. Is this the duty today? No, they don't do it anymore like this. Touch her ankles. And I'm thinking, she's an old woman. What can she do? <laughs> Who said it? First mistake. Old woman, little. She's about the same size as me because I can smell her good, good, good uh, cigar breath. I swear, this is a sword today, but this is about the size of her paddle. It's about like that. And I saw that paddle. It went down about the floor, so it's about the right height. I went, oh. <laughs> and she brought me front and center. Touch her ankles. So I did. Didn't know what I was going to get. She took both hands. She knew exactly what she was doing. And she literally went off the floor. I was, you know, you can see that. You can see that. Let me tell you, when you're like this, now, heaven forbid, I'm facing back here. If you're doing this, you can see everything going on, all right? And there was a woman swinging so hard she was off the ground. And literally, she got one out of three right. The other one hit here, and one hit my backbone. I'm like, and, and it hurt. I got up and go, don't cry, Jim. Don't cry. I'm not going to cry. And everybody's watching. What, where, why did I even say this story? Why am I even saying it? Devastation. God covers all. Reproved. I was tested, reproved. But anyway, let's go back to the word. And so, let's go back in here. I just wanted you to feel sorry for me. Hmm? I just wanted you to feel sorry for me. Hebrews 11, 1. Now, faith is a conviction or guaranteed reality concerning those things that are in hope. In hope. This is not the kind of hope you think it is, though. As if there were things, these things in action. In action. The revelation which is tested, reproved. It's proven right. It's righteousness. It's proven out. It's not just saying righteousness. Christ is the righteousness of God. It's not just saying it. It's knowing he is righteousness. Why? Because you see it in action in front of you. You know that what you stand for is right. And you see it being done not in the natural. See, someone can pray for God to do something. It takes 21 days for God. He sends the answer. And 21 days later, it's received. Daniel can do that, and he can tell you what that was like. But I'm telling you today, praying one day and not seeing it doesn't mean there is an action going on. 
doesn't mean there's something going in in the supernatural, something that's reality, something that's real. And you know, when you pray, and you pray with faith, and you're standing on God's word, I'm telling you, you're praying to see action done, and it's done. It is being done. And even if you go back and ask for the same, he has not, not seen. God doesn't punish you for that. He says, don't you have faith? You see, faith is continuing to ask for what you know is coming. It's coming. It's not being held up. It never will be. Jesus is not that kind of God. That's not what you're going to read in God's word. That's not anything I know. Proverbs 7, well, now listen, Eleven seven says this. When a wicked man dies, his expectation will perish. His hope will perish. And the hope of strong men perishes. Listen to me. The world has its hope. Do not learn hope from the world. Do not learn it. And some of us right now, I'm telling you, you we, we're stuck in it. We're stuck and we are actually not in freedom. We talked about last week. We're not in freedom. What Christ has set free, they're free indeed. And some of us right now are shackled because we're dealing with hope that the world has taught you. It's something that you've learned. When this happens, this is what I do. If this is going on with my children, I get defensive and I get concerned and I get scared. You see, there is a hope that's been established in your heart and it must die. It must go down. Because that's not the hope that this scripture stands on. This hope is totally different. It's not that kind of hope. See, that kind of hope perishes with strong men. No matter how big and strong they are, they could be kingdoms. There could be kings over nations. doesn't matter. It could be a man in North Korea right now standing and saying, this is my land. It doesn't matter because every strong man will perish in their own hope. Because it's not the kind of hope we have, is it? It's not the same. It's not the kind of hope we stand on. It's not that foundational hope. See, hope that I know is Romans. It says now, may the God of hope fill you. May the God of hope fill you. With all joy and peace in believing. In but what? In, in believing. If you believe in that's coming to you today? Do you believe that God of all hope will fill? Do you know he brings joy and peace? Does that sound the same? Does that sound like hope? See, hope in you brings peace. Hope in you brings joy. That means I can't sit down there and say I have hope in Jesus and be depressed. See, that doesn't line up. See, the hope that's in me brings joy. See, the hope in me brings peace. I don't care what's going on. The peace of God is residing with me. You see, that's the difference. If you say you have hope, that you say you have faith built on hope, substance of hope, then it must be seen in what? I must see in your life a joy and I must see a peace in your life because that's the kind of hope we stand on. It doesn't matter what they're going to say. It doesn't matter what's being done. You see, my hope that I know is God's hope brings what? Brings what? Joy and peace because I, be- I believe. what the word says to me and so that you will abound abound in hope abound does that mean little who says abound means a little just a little bit he'll give you a little bit he wants you to struggle a little bit of hope just so you just no he wants you to make a clarification today i am not hoping in the world i'm not going to hope in what it brings me i'm not hoping in strong men i'm not hoping in anything like that I'm hoping in Jesus Christ, his foundation. What does that bring? It brings peace. It brings joy. See, that is what I'm going to live in because I'm in a reality. I'm in a different kind of reality. See, this here is not a reality, see. What I'm faced with concerns, they're not coming in here because my reality is different. 
My hope, my hope is in him, and it's going to abound. It's going to be so much more than what I ever could do on my own, you see, because I'm walking with the king. He cares about me. He loves me, and he fills me. Why? Because the Holy Spirit confirms it. It seals it. Why? Because that Holy Spirit revealed to me right there that I have something that I might understand, but now I do. See, hope is abounding in me by the power of what? Of the Holy Spirit. Where's the Holy Spirit right now? Where does he reside? So where's the power? Where's the power? It's in me. So not only, don't only, does joy and peace come with that hope. It come, what else comes by the Holy Spirit? Power. There's a power. There's reality. That means, Lord, what am I, I going to do? What, what are you calling me to do here? You see, I, I'm not staying here. I'm active, actively. I'm active in this thing. So here's what's beautiful. My, my daughter Actively waiting for God's fulfillment about the faith he has given through the power of his love. My, my daughter, in that discussion, says this. And I know it was not of her because we lost them all, didn't we? <laughs> all of our teens are like, oh, goodness, hope and love and, mm, and, and, and it, what does this all mean? And so she says this, she says, this hope is our response. From faith, that's his response. See, God gives, can you fabricate faith? Can any of you make faith? See, faith is of God. Faith is a gift. So we could naturally say, well, God, if you give faith and I don't have enough, you have to give me more, Right? What I say about faith? Faith is like a mustard seed. Each one's given a measure of faith. Are you telling God he hasn't given you enough? I wouldn't want to say that. God gives perfect amount. That means the measure of faith in you is perfectly given as a gift. Tell me right now, do you have enough faith? Yes. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, Lord, and Savior of your life? That means... Has he, give you, has he given you the right amount of faith? Right now, we can all say what? Yes. We don't ask God for faith. He can give it. It's a gift of faith. He can give it when he wants to. When he says, I'm going to call you out to do something, he can give you a measure of faith right there to do something. But he has given perfect faith all the time. So what is the difference then of something that I need faith in? It's not that you need more faith. It's you need hope. Hope is your ticket. Hope is the key. Substance of hope. You see, that's your response to the faith he's given you. He's given you a perfect measure of faith. In that, we can say, God, thank you for your faith. It's enough. It's enough. Your faith is enough. Now, I have a choice based on his truth to do what? Act on what my know, my new reality is. What I know to be true, what I know he's doing, what his word says he will do, that's faith. Now I must move on it. Now I must do something. See, my hope gets me actively involved. That's hope. It's your response to God's faith. His faith is perfect. You can't, God, give me more faith. See, it doesn't make sense. So you, when you say, God, give me more faith, what you're really saying, God, I'm afraid. 
God, I need to see more. I, I need to be persuaded. I, you've got, he does not, that is not his, he doesn't do that. He gives you the measure of faith that you need. He's perfect in that. He's given a gift. Now, uh, let that Holy Spirit in you rise up. Let him lead you to all truth. Let him, let him show you what the reality you're really in. Don't let you be, all these things that are seen need to be buried and say, God, I can close my eyes right now because I don't need to see this. You see, I don't, I don't need to see this anymore. I'm going to close my eyes, see the substance of hope. There's a reality here. What's his word say? What truth do I know? Holy Spirit's leading me to truth. Now, okay, now I got it. His word, that's why I say make sure you have a word to stand on. Because there's truth in that. Now I stand on that word. Okay, now I'm, now I'm going to respond to the faith you've given me. I'm going to respond in hope. My hope is the test. And I don't think she even realized it. What she said. Does that make sense? Who here has any questions? Does that make any sense to you? You can't tell me. Don't read me the scripture of faith. Unless you understand what it says. Talk about hope. Malachi 4.2 says this. But you, for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. Let me ask you a question. And how much time do we have? Can I go a little bit? Can I go a little bit over today? I've got to tell a story. I've got to tell a story. Does that scripture on the wall, is that, is that true? Is that his word? But for you who fear my name. Who fears his name today? Name of Jesus. For you who fear my name, the son of righteousness. Who's the son of righteousness? Christ Jesus. The one who looks, who brings warmth, who brings the light of the world. Who comes and shows all. Who we, the majesty of his son. Son of righteousness is Christ Jesus. Will rise with healing in wings. Do you believe Christ can heal a day? Here's the test. Hope and love. Right? Hope and faith. Hope and faith. There's a girl. She's a woman. She's had an issue of blood for how many years? Twelve years issue of blood. And she's at a place in her life, she's exhausted all. She's done, all of her money's gone. She's gone to every doctor and everything she could do with her own hope, with her own hope of the world. You see, all of that was hope in the world. I'm going to go, maybe you can help me. No, you can't. And she is worse today than she's ever been in her life. She's exhausted all. What happened to the worldly hope? Tell me. Where's her worldly hope now? She's got nothing left. She's at the end. What must die first? The hope of the world must die first. So now she sees, she hears of Jesus coming. And she remembers the scripture. She remembers truth. I, right there it says, in his wings there is healing. The son of righteousness is coming. Jesus is coming. And in his wings, if only I can touch the garment of him. If only if I can touch a wing. One wing of this man. Then I know I'm healed. You see? What had to be released? You see, she got to a place that all hope of the world was done. It was gone. But now, you see, the truth rises up. She knows if she can touch the garment of this man named Jesus, I will be, I shall be healed. And so she fights to the crowd. She's unclean. She shouldn't be there. She's an outcast. She fights through the crowd. As a matter of fact, if we read that, that crowd was so intensified, it's only mentioned one time in Scripture. One time. That it was so intensified that they couldn't get through. It was like, it was like so, and she was reaching through everything. Why? Because there's new hope. There's a new reality. 
It's a new reality based on a faith that her word, this word that she know is true. If I can only touch the garment of him, then I'll be healed. So now she touches him. And what happens? Power, virtue, leaves Christ and comes into her. See, hope makes you do something based on faith that God said it. Faith comes from hearing by hearing the word of God. Faith comes from Christ by hearing his word. I can read that and faith will rise up because I'm hearing the word of God. Now I've got a choice to do. Can I let that just sit there? No, I've got to actively in hope go after what it says is mine. And that is hope. That's real hope. So what happens? She's healed. She's healed because her hope is done in a new reality. Does that make sense? It explains it. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, God, that we have got to understand. We need a foundation to stand on. We need to know, Lord, that you have a certain platform that your children need to stand on. And it is made of a foundation of Christ and him alone. So we can stand upon a rock. We can stand on it and know nothing. And, Lord, by that rock, it's established by your word. I can know that your word of God is speaking. Even this word is spoken clear back in Malachi before Christ has even come. And she knows there's righteousness in the Son of Righteousness. There's healing in his wings. Father, today we need to know there's healings in the wings of Jesus. So we got to be in a new reality. A reality that's true based on what the Holy Spirit is revealing to us. And Lord, we're going to stand in something new. Let the hope of the world fall. And let the hope in Jesus Christ, the real hope, come and rise up. Let us be active doers of what we know is true in Jesus' name.